Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This is a Dude Studios production. And hey, I'm the Dude. Hey, bartender. Welcome back. It is 2022. This is a bartender podcast. I am your bartender for the evening. This is the dude talking to you people. I am back and I am madder than ever. Yeah, you can call me Anthony too. Uh, Dude is just something uh, that came up when I was a kid. But anyway, how's everybody been doing? I haven't done a show in quite a while now and, uh, you know, I decided to get back on the horse and try to get uh, back out to you guys, see how you all are doing. And, uh, you know, with every show, we got to start off with today's drink special. Uh, this drink special I pulled off of townandcountrymagazine.com, townandcountrymag.com. Um, I was looking for the drink special for this particular episode, and you know what? It is cold as fuck out there. I'm, I live in West Texas, and today we topped out at 34 degrees. Now, I know uh, during the Christmas break, uh, I went to Oregon and Washington uh, to go see family. And it was snowing out there. Washington got like four inches. Oregon, I was out on the coast, and just the high winds plus the cold air, it just cuts through whatever you're wearing. It doesn't matter if you're wearing a parka or what. It you know, You're not going to uh, stay warm. So I decided to look up a warm drink for you guys, and this one is called the Prince Pum King. Prince Pum King. The ingredients are as follows. One ounce of tra- drambuie. One and a half ounce of pumpkin puree, one eighth teaspoon of ground cinnamon, one eighth teaspoon of ground nutmeg, and four ounces of steamed whole milk, or whatever choice of milk you got. How you do this? You steam the milk with a pumpkin puree and the spices all together until it's hot. Double strain it into a cup and stir in the drambuie. Uh, top with a little bit of milk foam and ground nutmeg just for looks. And you got yourself a Prince uh, Pum King. And, you know, it's a little bit late for uh, pumpkin spice type of stuff. Uh, that's usually a before Christmas type of thing when I hear about it the most. But, you know, if you feel like treating your customers a little bit and you happen to have some puree pumpkin around, I, I guess, uh, can you use, uh, like, uh, pumpkin pie mix maybe? Or, you know, that stuff you get in a can? I don't know. But uh, if you feel like being adventurous for one of your customers that wants something warm to drink, uh, especially you people that work out on uh, lodges and ski slopes and stuff like that, give them something a little bit different. Uh, If you try out this drink, I'd love to know what you think about it. All you have to do is just message me, dude, at heybartenderpodcast.com. That's my email. Or you can message me on the social medias. Uh, I am on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, or TikTok. Uh, in, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok, all of them are at Hey Bartender Podcast. I don't spend much time on tic, uh, Twitter uh, just because I don't. Uh, I just don't uh, deal with it, Twitter. 
Anyway, it is 2022. Uh, I left you guys alone for a little while just because I wanted to spend a little quality time with the family out in the Northwest. I uh, This trip out to the Northwest actually didn't turn out all that bad. Usually when I fly uh, to the Northwest from West Texas, uh, I get fl- plane delays and I get stuck at the airport. And you know it's, it's usually pretty stressful for me or just gives me anxiety really. Well, when I'm stuck at an airport or, you know, the plane's uh, been delayed. But this time it happened fairly smoothly. The flight out, it wasn't as smooth, but the flight back, uh, pretty good until I got back to the airport parking lot and saw that my uh, battery was dead on my truck. But, uh, you know, quick jump start later and I was headed home. But like I said, I live here in West Texas, and in West Texas, the... uh, mask wearing and the COVID restraints aren't as strong as anywhere else in the United States. I mean, customers can walk into any store or restaurant right now and not wear a mask. Uh, all the employees, it's up to the company pretty much, uh, or restaurant, whether the employees wear the uh, mask, which all the, all the businesses that I've been in in the last six months, the, pretty much all the employees are told to wear masks. But the customers, pretty much, they left it up to them. They say, wear a mask if you want to. And some people do, some people don't. And, but when I got to the Northwest, it was uh, tough to get used to that again because I was, you know, I would go into a restaurant and have to wear a mask walking into the restaurant. But as soon as I sat down, every uh, I could take the mask off. Uh, even at the casinos, the Indian casinos in the Northwest, they... Uh, said everybody has to wear a mask, no uh, ifs, ands, or buts. There was one Indian casino I went at because my uh, my family, we spent a little bit of time at the Indian casinos, whatever. But uh, there was one Indian casino where I was uh, blocked from the dealer with a giant piece, piece of plexiglass. Other casinos weren't as strict, but you did have to wear the mask in there, and I had to uh, walk outside to go have a cigarette which I'm used to that. I have to walk outside everywhere I go to have a cigarette. Nobody smokes indoors anymore unless they're in their own house, and even that's frowned upon from time to time. But you know me, people. I do uh, you know, go with, the, uh, go with what everybody else is doing uh, just so I can get uh, do whatever it is I want to do. I mean, if, if I want to go into a record store, which I did a lot of that, if I want to go into a record store and buy... Uh, used albums and they say you have to wear a mask i'm going to wear a mask because it's not going to it's not like it's uh i'm going to go to another record store that doesn't uh require masks no all the record stores in the northwest they require masks so i'm going to wear a mask because they're uh there are albums out there that i want i picked up a couple good ones too you know john lennon double fantasy and uh, uh, some henry mancini some of you probably don't know who that second guy is but trust me you want if you heard his songs uh, you've you've heard his songs if you don't know who he is, but I uh, you know it's just one of those things. I'm not going to sit there and complain about it or you know do whatever. Some people claim they have a condition where they can't wear the mask, and uh, I'm vaccinated, completely vaccinated. If that offends your social sensibility, I'm sorry about that. But sorry, not sorry. But that's my that was my decision, and it uh, made it easier and made my family more comfortable that I got. Uh, fully vaccinated plus the booster so 
uh, I went and did it just so I could spend good quality time with my family and not worry about my family getting sick because, you know, my uh, parents are getting uh, getting along with age. And uh, my niece, not as young as uh, uh, as most of the kids that everybody worries about, but close. She's right on the borderline there. But I'm not trying to tell you people to get vaccinated. I'm not trying to tell you people you have to wear a mask. You do you, people. This is Hey Bartender Podcast. I respect your opinions. But one of the funny things about uh, ever since everybody had to start wearing masks, I have my old friend Shannon. Uh, she, back when I used to work with her, she would yearly get bronchitis, pneumonia, or a bad flu. But when I talked to her about it one day, she told me that, funny thing, wearing the mask, she thinks, kept her from getting a cold or flu this last couple of years. And I went, wow, well, that's pretty interesting. And so, you know, there are benefits to it, but, uh, you know, now we got, you know, we've gotten four different versions of this whole thing. And, uh, you know, I just hope that we all uh, end up getting better so that we can see each other's faces full time. See, I, I bartended in uh, the early 2000s. And that was still, that was probably the last decade of where you could do, uh, where you were free to do whatever you wanted, not within reason. I mean, yeah, within reason, but, uh, you could still smoke in bars, you could, uh, drink in bars, you know, and, uh, casinos, uh, uh, right now. I mean, the, uh, before the COVID pandemic, you could smoke in a casino, you could drink in, in a casino, but now they've even lowered it to the point where some of the casinos even uh, uh, even some of the ones that are back home, they've decided to go completely non-smoking, which should you know, which I'm sure makes a lot of non-smokers very happy. But uh, and truthfully, I really don't mind going outside. But uh, the casinos are just you know pretty much deciding you know well we're we're going to stay non-smoking and. I asked a friend today in uh, who lives in Las Vegas. I said, I asked her if the casinos out there, you know, the big touristy ones were uh, starting to go non-smoking. And she said they've developed their selves, their own smoking area. So now there's a smoking section instead of the whole casino at, uh, at the casinos. And which I found interesting because uh, everybody knows that in casinos, they want to do everything they can to get the people to stay there or stay at that machine or, you know, because that's how they make money. That's the way casinos work, for crying out loud. And when a person decides they're having a nicotine fit and they just, you know, all of a sudden he's like, you know what, I'm going to, I got to get up and go have a smoke. I'll, uh, I'll come back later. And that uh, completely slows down their gambling groove and they might move to another casino or go to bed. Who sleeps in Vegas? However, in the last uh, couple months, I have heard some of my, or seen a cr- uh, go across Instagram and stuff like that, that some of my uh, followers, some of the people I follow, have contracted uh, COVID in one way or another. Quite a few, actually. And uh, I just wish all of you uh, health and you know good health. Stay healthy out there and do what you can to uh, avoid COVID uh, contracting the virus and whether it's something as small as covering your face or 
going for the vaccine, which in some places getting the vaccine and wearing a mask at the same time is mandatory. But I just want everybody to stay nice and healthy. And if you do end up getting sick, maybe listen to a few back episodes of Hey Bartender podcast just for fun. You know, refresh yourself. <laughs> you know, uh, mixed up with TGM, uh, uh, made a suggestion. I put up a question a while back on Instagram about uh, what do you want to hear me talk about in 2022? And uh, mixed up with TGM, he was on a show uh, a little bit ago. And he was wondering if I knew uh, of any uh, trends in the service industry in the, uh, for 2022. Now, uh, I don't know a lot about uh, about the trends for 2022, but here's what uh, here's what I see going. I mean, the service industry is severely understaffed right now. I mean, you go anywhere, and people have to wait in line a little bit longer. People have to. Or your customers have to wait in line a little bit longer. You're running more tables, uh, and it's pretty much hell on earth, uh, and you're getting paid minimum wage for it. And so the restaurant industry is having trouble hiring people. Now, the restaurant industry, some restaurants that I've run across online, they have started to offer like a bonus or starting bonus and stuff like that to get you to come working. And, you know, that sounds groovy, but, uh, you know, uh, what, what happens from there? I mean, to get you in the door, uh, that's one thing, but to keep you there, see a lot of managers and corporate agencies and stuff like that. I have never gotten the feeling ever that I was not expendable. I mean, they could fire me at any point in time. They always, I always had that feeling they could fire me at any point in time and replace me with somebody. Now, right now, they might not be able to do that. But a lot of the uh, restaurant industry, they uh, when they went into quarantine, instead of sitting at home, working on uh, or and waiting to go back to work or whatever, they went and learned a new trade. You know, uh, I've had a number of guests on my show that uh, I've seen right now. One became a realtor. Another one runs a uh, roofing company. Uh, uh, one works with animals now. And, uh, you know, a lot of people decided to move on, you know, try a different, uh, try a different job or follow a uh, some kind of passion that they've had uh, all their life and actually get a job in it. And, uh, so restaurants are uh, getting desperate right now uh, for employees. So that would almost tell me that the restaurants right now are going to start paying more or offering more uh, a new uh, higher starting wage, which, you know, they've got to try to tread carefully on that because they might try to pull a fast one on the people that have been there for years and waited, waited it out to come back to work. And, you know, have to raise their wages along with the new people. I mean, what is it right now? I saw that McDonald's um, was paying people twelve fifty an hour or something like that, or $15. And I sit back and think about it, and I was like, Jesus Christ. Uh, back when I was 18 years old and I worked at McDonald's, I made six and a quarter. And that was a lot because everybody else was making four and a quarter because they were working on the grills and uh, the grills, working with the customers, and I was cleaning, mopping, 
fixing and all that stuff. Now they now these people are getting paid twice what I did. Of course, that was over uh, uh, that was uh, twenty something years ago. So uh, yeah, good for them. Uh, but uh, there's also that issue that the president brought up that he was going to raise a minimum wage to something like $15, I think. And he wants to get rid of tipping wages. Now, I don't know what that's going to do to the industry, truthfully. Because, you know, a lot of the industry actually out there, like fast food, they don't get tips. Uh, But, uh, and flight attendants, they don't get tips. Uh, But uh, you think about it, I, I always go back to this story. Uh, I've told you guys about before when I was a freshman in high school, we were, my music department was on tour. We uh, went to uh, late at night. We went down to the restaurant to uh, have a chocolate Sunday probably. And uh, when we got the bill for it, uh, I noticed immediately on the bill, there was already a gratuity put on there, but I was sitting there looking at it and then remembering the guy that was serving our table was a complete dick. And I, I was like, I'm going to, you already put the tip on there. And since I was young, I was like, well, thanks for saving me the time to do the math. Here's the money. Bye. And, uh, I, but to this, uh, to, for a very long time, not to this day, I, uh, kind of got it. That's just how California works. Uh, you know, I sat back and the guy, I keep thinking the guy was a complete dick and, tips are to ensure prompt service but when you force it upon it uh upon your customer it's it just doesn't make sense to me so uh you know they're going to raise minimum wage and i'm also thinking of it as on an economic level i uh i mean think about where you live right now uh if you don't if you live in a house right now Think about your first apartment, or even if you're living in an apartment right now, uh, think about your first apartment, or if this is you, know, you are living in uh, your first apartment right now, either think about how much you paid the first time you signed the lease, or look it up or ask around how much people paid for the lease uh, for that apartment for even five years ago. And like, what was that video I saw today? where I saw an apartment, 320 square foot studio apartment in New York going for $2,300 a month. Holy crap. I mean, one of, um, sure, it was 20 years, uh, over 20 years ago, but oh, the first studio apartment I lived in in Seattle was uh, only 500 And, uh, to, well, one, it's New York, and, but $2,300? Oh, yeah, I mean, you know, it makes me sit back and wonder how some of you people out there afford uh, uh, even a living space and not have three jobs uh, in order to pay just for a roof over your head. I mean, some of you are uh, probably pretty comfortable in your studio apartment with your uh, significant other, uh, but, uh, you know, after a while, it's going to get a little bit crowded in there. The key to it, I suppose, is just to live simply. I mean, uh, don't buy too many extravagant things and or things you don't need. Like, uh, I've got a small guitar collection that, that probably 
I would, um, next time I go to a guitar store, I'd sit back and say, I don't have the room for it. I'd love it, uh, you know, to get a 412 amplifier, but I don't have the room for it. And plus people will probably complain when I turn it up, you know, even owning a drum kit. Uh, uh, I never set it up when I lived in the studio apartment because I didn't want to get noise complaints. But economically, I see people, you know, the president says that he's going to raise the minimum wage so to get rid of tipping wages. And one, the quality of service might not change because some people just need a job. And, you know, uh, you know, we'd all sit back and hope that that $15 an hour uh, covers everything that you get or that you need to pay for in your life. Uh, but the, I keep getting this strange feeling that sure you pay people more, but the prices of everything in the economy, you know, the, the, I'm not an economist. Uh, you know, I have no right talking about this. This is me talking out of my ass as usual, but, uh, if they raise minimum wage, then the cost of living is going to increase. Prices are going to go up in the grocery stores. And I just, uh, things like that scare me because a lot of us just barely get by on the bare necessities as it is. And sure, we sit back and think, ooh, $15 is way better than eight. But, uh, you know, then all of a sudden, uh, milk goes up another dollar and a half or, uh, bread goes up another dollar and then you stop, uh, stop seeing the advantage of, uh, you know, raise the minimum wage and how high are you going to make the minimum wage? And, you know, cause still people, uh, eventually things will balance out and people won't, will need the minimum wage raised once again. And that's the way it seems to work for a guy that's completely uneducated on the ways of economics like me. Let's see, what's another change that I see? Uh, automation. Now, uh, this whole thing came up, uh, came to mind. I mean, for a long time, I'd seen in restaurants, uh, certain corporate restaurants, you could place your order on a smart pad at your table. And then all you have to do is sit there and wait for the food to come out. You, uh, that's the only time you get to see your server. Uh, even at fast food restaurants, uh, I... I went to a few fast food restaurants that have giant touch screens where you can order what you want right then and there. And you still have to wait for your food, but eventually somebody comes out with your bag, yells out 74 and you walk up and get it. Uh, automation might be, a, a uh, something. Well, automation has hurt jobs in every industry since the industrial revolution. Some people, companies, mostly, uh, big companies out there see, automation uh as a uh brilliant move forward to the future but a lot of people don't see that it actually puts a lot of people out of work and when people are out of work nobody's spending money when nobody's spending money the economy goes to crap which happens and it doesn't matter i mean uh the customer's still going to put in their order on that smart pad but unfortunately the person who delivers their food to their table, they're going to look at their food and say things like, excuse me, I ordered this with no ketchup, or I ordered this uh, medium, not medium rare. And they go, I'm sorry, but on the ticket here, it says that you uh, doesn't say that. 
well, I, I don't care what the ticket says. It, you know, I ordered it with no ketchup. And, you know, there people are going to get mad at you because of a damn robot or they fat fingered something. But that's the way customers are. Customers are never going to change. I mean, you're going to have your nice customers. You're going to have your not so nice customers. Uh, and, uh, but I think there, for now, there's still be need for bartenders just because the, uh, whole idea of a robot making your drink for you is too expensive and too ridiculous. Really? Honestly, I mean, the traditional need for a server and bartender, I don't think should ever go away, but there are going to be restaurants out there that will take on the. Uh, automation side of it. I mean, you've seen those videos where people order their food from a tablet and all of a sudden this train comes by and their food's on top of it. Uh, Or that other uh, video I saw where there's a robotic arm and all the liquors are suspended from the ceiling and the robot travels around and, uh, you know, gets what it thinks the right amount for that particular drink is. I mean... Sure, a robot doesn't ever probably have to hear, hey, make it good, would you? Or even, hey, if you um, take care of me, I'll take care of you. And it, and it, all those uh, all those things cause some customers say that make make them think that they're a big shot and, you know, that they'll get the service that they expect, uh, you know, just because they are who they are. Don't you know who I am? You're an asshole. That's who you are. Wow, talking about the restaurant industry, and uh, all of a sudden I'm talking about fear of automation. Again, I mean, can they take all of that away from us? All those jobs, you know, uh, and let robots take care of it. I mean, the role of the bartender and server uh, is for an extra hominess and, you know, personality. But if they take that personality away, Maybe that'd get rid of some of those restaurants with all the crap on the walls and the mozzarella sticks. Uh, what uh, shenanigans? Are you talking about shenanigans? Oh, anyway, that was a line from Super Troopers. Sorry about that. But let's think of another thing uh, for that is going to take over. Probably eventually, not necessarily in twenty twenty two. Probably already already has taken over. I've heard some people talk about it. Uh, no longer using paper money. Yet people don't carry cash anymore. I don't carry cash that often. I, just, I mean, I realize that every now and then when I go to 7-Eleven, get myself a Coke, and uh, they say um, $1.89. I open up my wallet just to pull out two bucks, and I was like, oh, shit, I don't have to, uh, I don't have two bucks. I guess I'll have to put it on my debit card. And... You know, people used to get made fun of for making any kind of purchase that weren't major on plastic. It, uh, you know, you pay 99 cents for a pack of gum and they uh, swipe their credit card. Or even worse, write a check. <gasps> Actually, I don't know anybody that uses a check anymore. Uh, unless they're trying to play the check play, uh, the payday game, see if they can get uh, the check over to their bill collector before payday, but they won't cash it until after payday. That that was a game that I've played, and a lot of my friends have played. But people are using plastic now more uh, more and more nowadays, people. And uh, just because convenience, uh, you don't have to get AT, uh, go to an ATM and get charged 
money for using your own money. And so people are just carrying plastic nowadays. And uh, some problems that I've read about that you guys should look for is some people will write cash on the tip line, but they don't leave any. Uh, you know, there's nothing you really can do about that unless you're the type of person that wants to chase out of the restaurant saying, excuse me, excuse me, this says cash and I didn't see any. Um, I uh, don't suggest you do that. Um, the Or the other thing where the customer takes both copies, they might have written a tip on there. You don't know. But they uh, take both copies away, and you're with nothing. You don't know if you got tipped, and since you don't have the receipt for it anymore, uh, you got to put it in for the regular, uh, the regular thing, or the, uh, the regular price without tip. And so it, it's maybe for that one, uh, bartenders and servers say you know should make sure you say top copy is mine, bottom copy is yours. And, you know, just make sure you point that out with every time you drop off a bill. Well, maybe it'd be funnier if those uh, those people or those restaurants that have those uh, uh, tablets on their uh, on their tables. And all of a sudden, this party of eight decides to do separate checks and have the customers figure out how they're going to split that up. That might be hilarious. But the important thing is about this whole bit, ladies and gentlemen, is I don't want Hey Bartender Podcast to change. I don't want to all of a sudden one day realize I have no bartenders and servers to talk to anymore because they're all robots. And uh, despite what you see in the movies, robots do not hold very good conversations. This year for 2022, I want more guests on my show. I mean, I did really good with the guests last year, and I'm hoping to continue on bringing you guys lots of great guests, music if I can, if I can get these musicians musicians to answer their emails. Uh, and, you know, just bring you some good, fun shows to, for you guys to listen to because you guys are awesome. You guys are out there killing it every single day. Just remember, if you want to be on the show, all you have to do is either email me, dude at com, or you message me on the social medias, on Facebook, Instagram, or TikTok. Just send me a message uh, saying, hey, I want to be on your show. Remember, the hash, it, uh, the name is at Hey Bartender Podcast on the social medias. Uh, and, you know, let's get together. Let's talk. Let's have some fun. Because uh, I really enjoy doing this, and I enjoy talking to you people. Uh, last year, I had some really awesome guests, and I'm hoping to bring on a lot more. In fact... If one of you guys could help me out, I would like to bring a celebrity on the show. It's not about listeners. It's not about, uh, uh, well, okay, yeah, it is about listeners. But uh, if you, one of you guys knows a celebrity uh, that uh, wouldn't mind talking about them cutting their teeth in the service industry while they were working on their passion for music, acting, or something like that. I'd love to have him on the show. And, and you mean, I mean, anybody get a hold of like Bruce Willis, Jennifer Aniston, uh, John Krasinski, uh, Kevin Conroy, uh, uh, Stevie Nicks. Yeah. You know, get If they, if you, one of you guys know who they are and they wouldn't mind spending a little time talking about, uh, their themselves in the service industry and promoting whatever they want to promote at the same time, I would be eternally grateful. 
All right, that's enough of that, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, it is 2022. Hey, Bartender Podcast is back. And I hope you guys uh, keep following me on this journey through this podcast because I'm having a blast doing it, and it's nice to have people come along with me. Uh, as usual, I got to thank Laura Hope and the Arctones for giving me my intro music. Uh, go check out their website, www.laurahopeandthearc-tones.com. Go check out their music on Spotify, uh, Apple Music. They're awesome. Remember to share, like, and subscribe either on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Anchor.fm to Hey Bartender Podcast. Leave a rating. Leave a comment. I'd love to hear some uh, some comments. And if uh, they're not too hurtful, I'll read them all over the podcast and give you a shout-out. But until next time, ladies and gentlemen, uh, for the first time of 2022, lots of love, lots of sex, lots of happiness, and don't take any shit from anyone. Good night. What do you mean it's let's go? I just got here.